Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. And I'm blowing his ears out. That's right, guys. We're back on a new sound system, and it is time for some talking about wrestling. Uh, we are comedians living in Hollywood, bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. And this week is no exception at all. We have a special interview coming up later on with Terry Funk that we did at WrestleCon, plus our international jerk correspondent, Mr. Wrestling Memes himself, Tom Anstey, has uh, some choice audio with Progress Wrestling Champion Jimmy Havoc about Download 2015. Uh, it is racy. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, I've wow. heard it already. Scott knows what's going on. Scott's yeah. got the scoop. And they're friends. They're friends. I'll say that now. They're friends. And this is how they talk to one another. Good Goodness gracious, if we talk to each other this way, divorce. Oh, (laughs) that look in her eye that only can be described as divorce. Yeah, I know that look all too well. Hey, that brings me to a topic I want to talk about right away. Okay. Have you heard about Tag Me a Date? No, I haven't. It's a wrestling dating website. For wrestlers or for wrestling fans? Hey, I'm sure if a wrestler can't find a fella out in the road or or a gal, you know, this is the way to go. I've recently, uh, I've been told about this. And I'm intrigued by this. And so it's helping lost wrestling souls find each other. Yeah. Okay. And so you got like your plenty of fish. You got like your specialized something or other, like a J-Date or an E-Harmony. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's other weird ones that I can't even pull right now. Oh, Bakers. What? If you want bread, if you want dough, fuck a baker. Bakers. <laughs> Couldn't you just fuck the bread at five in the morning? You could fuck the bread, but you wouldn't. The bread doesn't hold you back. Yeah, but it's I'm nice. sorry, it'll hold you back. Like it doesn't. It's not like it stops you from going places in your career. It doesn't hold you in conjunction with you holding the bread. I see. Now I just really want to get some hot bread and just go home. Well, look, it's not going to hold you back. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you back. Will someone hold me? Will the bread hold me? The bread won't hold you. In fact, that bread will hold you back and the fact that you will not be held by it. <laughs> and that I painted it like Wilson from Castaway. That's a problem. You could have painted it as anything. You painted it as Wilson from Castaway. Actually, I'd probably give it like the Umaga. No, not Umaga. Kamala uh, moon belly and the star uh, nipples. Nice. Like, that's what I'd do. That sounds like a, a great. Ugandan bread princess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> sure. I got you. I love it. Uh, so I'm very intrigued by this tag me date. I, I talked to. I'm assuming the uh, the owner or the uh, founder of Tag Me a Date on Twitter some. And I was like, give me some info. Let, let me in on this. Let me know what's going on. And we chatted a little bit. And I'm very intrigued by this. And I'm considering... Dating them? <laughs> the owner? <laughs> you got bread? What's your bread situation? <laughs> hey, man, I need bread to hold me. Yeah. Hold me at night. Hold me till 5 in the morning. I'm considering going on on this. You sh- absolutely should. I should? Well, here's, here's... No, but are you going to do it as a person or are you going to do it as an experiment <laughs> wrestling... <laughs> like, I have a wrestling podcast and I'm just here as... Oh, and you're God. going as an investigative journalist. Problem is, you're going to find true love on it and then she's going to be like, what am I, just an assignment? Well, this is great. I can turn that into a movie. Uh, and you... then we can get... Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. No, Freddie well, Prince Jr. Sure, for for the male, uh, but then for the lady interest, you get Luke Gallows. Whoa, why? What he can't perform that part? You know, in Shakespeare back in the day, men used to play the women roles. I know that, but also, you know, you would stab someone for your seeds. Sure, and that you got to stab I, that's people not, to that's get not, movie that tickets. Never ever been like it's never been authenticated that you had to stab people for seats. I thought you were going to say authorized. It's never been authorized to stab people for seats, but it's, it's like ticket scalping. It's not authorized, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You gotta you gotta nip it in the bud. 
or stab them in the heart to get those primo seats. Either way. I'm off topic. I think you should. I you, think you, you should think do it. You think I'm going to do it as like a as, – as what's that guy's name? Stetzel? No, not Stetzel. Uh, the guy who got slapped by Dr. David Schultz. Wow, you're throwing a lot of stuff at me. I, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, um, you, you're you worried that I'm going to be like all showy about it and an asshole or something. No, no, no. I'm worried that you're just going to do it and then you're going to report back. I don't want you to report back. I want Why you not? to go out That's there my and life. I want you to go out there and live your life. Yeah, and then I talk about it here. As long as you're living your life first and not just thinking about the reporting back. Uh, well, I think they go hand in hand, Steve. Oh, a consummate professional, huh? Going to bed with the news recorder. Stuck. Recorder? Yeah, you know, the one that you play like a flute. Oh, my electronic bread. Yeah, your electronic... <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, yeah, I'm very curious about it because one of, one of the things they have on it that he told me about is you can make a promo for yourself. Which... Oh, wow. I, yeah, I, your, I, reaction, your reaction right there is I did both. I did the... what I'm sure there was some good stuff too, like... That's kind of a cool idea. That's interesting and fun and different. And then, Jesus Christ, that's either going to be wildly embarrassing for those who have to watch mine or the ones I would watch in return. Now, granted, I don't think I'm ever going to watch the guy's ones, you know, unless I'm putting, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a regular Darren Young on there, which, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I'm a regular uh, Titus O'Neil. Sorry, I zoned out. Was, were you saying that the Darren Young thing is in case you are dating dudes? Yeah. Oh, I thought I would never watch their promos. Well, I mean, I think the, the I assume that's the setting. It's either you're Darren Young or you're Titus O'Neil. Yeah, those are the two settings that you can pick for mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think also, God, I, what's what's to stop you from watching any of the promos? I don't think you would just. I think you would only see the female ones. I would watch all the promos. I think I would put myself on a dating website as buy. If everyone really? had promos, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know of a wrestler for that. I don't think that. I don't think you. Could, Steve, granted, I don't run tag me a date, but I'm going to assume right off the bat since I don't know of a bi wrestler, I don't think they have that you option. You don't think that Goldust is assumed to be bisexual? Oh, good call, Attitude Era Goldust. Yeah, you're right. I think that casting couch, those cushions have been flipped. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because there's a stain on one side, and then, and then you flip it, and there's a stain on the other side. Yeah, right. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I think that's, uh, or maybe even a Doink the Clown, maybe because clowns are terrifying. <laughs> doink the Clown was bisexual. I, look, there's something very frightening about bisexuality. There's a lot of confidence there. You're right. He was a good guy clown, and he was a bad guy clown. Not to say that being one way or the other is good or bad, Scott. No, one of them clearly <laughs> indicates what kind of sexuality it is, and the other also does that. You fill in the blanks, listener. I'm not saying what it is, but you know. Fill in the blanks, much in the same way a bisexual would. Yeah, exactly. They just got blanks in and they want to be filled. Like bread. Yeah. Like bread. Don't let it hold you back. Or hold it back. Or hold the bread. Someday that bread's going to be... back that bread up. Yeah, someday that bread's going to be present in the United States. But what I'm saying, before we get too far off topic, because I'm trying to dig out of wherever our bits led us... No, this is great. ...is I think you should do it. And I think you should watch every possible promo. My concern would be when you I wouldn't report on everybody's personal promos. No, you don't have to report on people's promos. I think it's for your own personal enjoyment to watch those promos. There's that you don't need to point at someone and laugh. We do that enough on the internet. What I'm saying is <laughs> I think what you the thing I would keep in mind is when it comes to cutting a promo, think about back to the eighties when Macho Man would cut a promo or mm-hmm. like whenever they cut a promo and it was like, Oh wow, that was like 
four minutes, and it felt like it could have been two. And then they didn't cut the camera off, and they just had to have the guy still snarling and looking into the camera and maintaining character. Mm-hmm. That seems brutal to me. I think there's a time limit on it. I think it's a 15-second promo. I should hope so. Yeah, so that way you can't... You, you go for too long. If you're doing a two-minute promo, and your guy, like... Want to talk to a girl? It's just gonna get dirty and How sexual. How are you supposed to prep? No, enough. Come on, just because you're gonna talk that long? I can't talk for more than a minute and a half to a girl without just becoming a deviant sexual deviant. Well, that's deviant twice, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's how deviant it is. I feel bad for those ladies. It's <laughs> is that why you you keep those conversations so short? Well, that's also why I'm still in the dating scene. Yeah. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave before you get that mace out of your purse. You're like the terminal man. For- Michael Crichton, where you've got three minutes every day you have to turn into a psychotic. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks, Terminal yeah. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh-huh. Do you need Stru- those cards? I need those cards. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going into the ladies' bathroom. I'll get paid a lot of money for concrete work. I Krakosia you. That's where he's from. Yeah. Um, I think you should do it. Did I, I make it clear? I think you should do yeah, it. Yeah, you think I should do it. I Because uh, it's been something that's been discussed in the show. If you're a newer listener, I've been talking about my dating situation for a long time and always i'm always fascinated by those who are open about wrestling in their relationships where they talk about yeah i watch and you know this is why i like it and this is what i do and if the other the significant other is into it or they're like okay that's your thing i don't care um it always fascinates me yeah I think and now a hub where it's just for wrestling fans that's super fascinating to me. I think you should you should also do the promo because how are you supposed to get people hot for the Great American the Great American Scott, mm. or the uh, Extreme Scots, mm. or Scottomania, mm. or I'm sure there's a Survive Scott, Survivor Scott, <laughs> Survive Survive Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really or the Scottle Scumble. I'm really tempted to do it. Uh, I obviously encourage listeners to check it out and try it out because I think it's a it's a very interesting idea. But I want to know before I sign up, the listeners think I should sign up. I what <laughs> I've said that you, I think you should do it like four or five times. I know you've said it, Steve. You know what? You're right. It isn't real until the listeners say so. I just don't know if they have any interest in it of me doing this. Like for my own personal benefit, yes, I will probably do it. But is the listener curious? Like, yes, go on the wrestling tag me a date dating site and then talk about it. Yeah. Did they say how many uh, how many members they have so far? Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, I didn't ask about all that, but I haven't researched. I didn't want to embarrass them, huh? Well, I assume it's a larger guy-to-girl ratio, to be perfectly honest. I, so I assume for the ladies, they've got some better pickings. But, oh, yeah, th- uh, there you go. They got better pickings. Mm-hmm. But I think also in the questionnaire, you're, a- you're probably answering wrestling-related stuff, is what he alluded to. It was like probably who your favorite wrestler is, probably who your favorite diva or knockout is, you know, all that sort of stuff. Was the Montreal screw job a work? <laughs> Are you a wrestling? Cons- do that- you side with Brett, Earl, or Sean? Uh, do you do armchair booking, or do you just go to watch the product and have a good time? Okay, this is great. What 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 is what are real- like what are deal breakers? Yeah, like what's a deal breaker for say say like alternate universe? You're not with your wife Chelsea, uh, just because you never met yet. Okay, and it's like you're going to meet a. A lady wrestling fan. Okay. That you potentially want to date. Oh, so I'm what on the be... way. I'm on my way to the date, and but now for some reason I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to see if how much we match up, and so I start at looking. Yeah, at her there's answers. like a lot of stuff where you're like, oh, this is cool. I, I dig her. Uh, okay, I think the first one off the top of my head is Brock Lesnar needs to drop the strap 
because he's a champion needs to be on the show every week. Right. Okay. And uh, and then I'll like the follow up question is like, but don't you like watching Brock Lesnar? Nope. He doesn't have any respect for the business. Mm. I that would be really tough for me. I'd still go because we had plans. Right. But I now I'm like now I'm on my heels. You're going in. Yeah. With a shield. Yeah, I'm going in with a shield. Yeah, you're going in guarded. And then the second question is, should the shield have broken up? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. To which I would have, my response was, uh, I'm glad that they did, but I could have gone with a lot more shield anyway. Right. And if their response was, I agree, pretty cool. Here, I got one for you. Okay. You Question number three, should Goldberg's streak have ended? And she writes, yes, and it should have been ended sooner. Oh, Wow. Mm, that's by a, Jericho, because oh. I saw it then. When did, I, you know what? I think if Jericho had ended the streak, that would have been kind of interesting. Jericho in WCW time? Oh yeah, really? Oh now, uh, you know what? I'm I'm colored by all of this Jericho now. Yeah, you're colored by uh, Bright- uh, by the Ayatollah. Yeah, but back then he was just uh, a guy a whole, a, <laughs> a guy a <laughs> just a guy oh, oh, a just a guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but Jericho was pretty rad in WCW. I, of course, every time I saw Jericho in WCW was watching the VHS tapes of Blockbuster. Like they were four or five years too old anyway. Right. So, um, God, I guess I guess it's the equivalent of saying if Perry Saturn or the Four Horsemen uh, stopped the streak. Right. Okay. Well, so I guess Goldberg was Team WCW. Perry Saturn or the Four Horsemen. Yeah, like collectively. <laughs> Look, it takes the four fucking horsemen to do one ounce of Perry Saturn work. <laughs> you hear that, Mongo? You hear that? I loved a creepy Perry Saturn, like creepy like Marilyn Manson Perry Saturn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally out of like just didn't work. I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. I can only think of the one instance I saw that, which is the dog collar match with Jericho right. from Uncensored 99. Oh, God. My favorite WCW pay-per-view. So many things happen in current wrestling receipts. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. WCW, like, I know the time. I know the date. I know where I was. The Glacier, Juventud Guerrero, Billy Kidman, Eddie Guerrero. Billy Kidman did two matches in that pay-per-view, a back to back. Okay. Final. And that was, Eddie Guerrero was big back then. He was bigger then than he was in WCW. I mean, WWE. No, he wasn't. He was huge. No, he's way bigger in WWE. What? Yes. I mean, what, as a popular guy? Not in his arms. No, in his torso. Oh, well, you know, it was a long time it ago. It was like a marionette. Like, it's these little tiny legs and then just this gigantic heaving uh, upper he, body that he, he had. has the same thing i have not in terms of muscles but like i sort of lean like i crouch and my my neck goes forward uh-huh. uh eddie guerrero and booker t have that same sort of thing where they're so muscular and then their heads just have to go forward <laughs> <laughs> um her final question on there that you read and this is what everybody gets it's the uh it's like the freebie list it's the top three like you get a pass because they're on your celebrity wrestling list. Well, as long as it isn't all the questions I got wrong about WCW on Zeds or 99. You just read the, her top three choices of like all wrestlers in all time. Or it's like, ooh, if ever I saw them and those circumstances are right, I get to be with these three guys. And it's totally cool with my partner. Oh, like sexually? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So number one, Ric Flair. Okay. Number two, Stevie Ray. Okay. Number three, Rafa's. Who's Ralphus? Jericho's personal security. Oh, the guy whose shirt doesn't fit? Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I'm sure she's got a good reason for each one. And I'd have to, I'd, I'd be like, and for this person, what do you like about their character? Okay. Fair enough. 
And what did you like about their program then? Oh, okay, fair enough. What if it's uh, for Ric Flair? She's like, uh, it's because it's I, I, I love the character, and I think he's great, and it's, it's really entertaining. And Stevie Ray, it's like, oh, he's really tough, and my dad would hate him, and just like, oh, he's so bad. Like, you just he's mean so he's really, <laughs> my dad would hate him because he's so tough. Your, his, her dad would hate him because he's, this fictional woman, No, her, her dad would hate him because he was black. That's no, what you mean. her dad would hate Ric Flair because he's white. I, I know her you dad said, is black, Steve. I thought you were talking about Stevie Ray. She's from Ray. a mixed race couple. I thought you were talking about Stevie Ray. I am. Her dad would hate him because uh, he's too tough. He's not a nice guy like Flair that would buy her really All nice right. things. Enough of these. She's ver- from a mixed race couple. Enough of these verbal the gymnastics. One, the third one is all sexual. She just finds Ralph is so hot. How? Why? Uh, the most vile thing I could do would be to judge someone for who they've been with or who they've wanted to be with. And I can't believe that you're doing it now on the air, <laughs> you motherfucker. And I'd be like, it's over. I'm sorry, it's over. No, I whatever. It's, if, look, if she got some enjoyment out of Ralphus, then great. And if she had the dream and the fantasy of partying with Ralphus or hooking up with Ralphus, good for her. Good on her. Good in her. Yeah, good over her. <laughs> good like bread. Ralphus, the bread of wrestling. All right. Um, as many of you know, we've had some great success lately with this podcast. Wonderful interviews, great opportunities. Yeah, we went to WrestleMania Access. We went to WrestleMania. We did some interviews there, which is still coming. And then WrestleCon, um, we have Terry Funk coming up later today. Um, not everything goes really well. We didn't want to talk about this. Um as you know, we love CM Punk in the show, as many of you do as well. He's in UFC now. We had a chance to go to a UFC press conference. CM Punk was taking questions, and, you know, you're supposed to ask about UFC stuff, but we got overzealous. and It's hard to not, like, the context is there. It's hard to not talk about the history, and you just want to sort of delve into that. And I get embarrassed sometimes. Anyway, when I think stuff goes right, and... Uh, you know, this didn't go great, but we still want to play the audio for you of what happened when we talked to CM Punk at a UFC press conference. So, enjoy. This is really exciting, Scott. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, CM Punk! CM Punk! Uh, C- CM Punk! Um, uh, oh, big fan. Um, oh, God. Uh, you left with the title that night with John Cena, and you put it in your fridge. That was... Oh, that was awesome. Scott, ask a question. Scott, uh, ask sorry. A question. Uh, um, did you know you were going to beat John Cena that night? Or was it like a... Uh, uh, Scott, you are burning alive. No, no, you, 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 you. you. Uh, uh, CM Punk, CM Punk, uh, longtime uh, fan, uh, second time question asker. <laughs> um, look, uh, we're really excited that you're now in the UFC. Or is there any way that that, that skill set that you're now learning at the different training camps that you're going to uh, is going to affect uh, how you wrestle when you move to TNA? What? What? Move to TNA? Oh, do, was under contract for TNA? CM Punk, CM Punk, to clarify, uh, uh, first off, <laughs> we're not Marks, okay? <laughs> you could say we're Smarks, all right? Uh, um, second of all, uh, second of all, Mr. Punk, uh, 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 straight edge for life. <laughs> yeah, bah, bah, bah. Um, look, uh, CM Punk, I, I, I know in the past you talked about not wanting to go with TNA, but what if uh, Shane McMahon took over for Dixie Carter? Would you considering going to TNA then to stick it to Vince McMahon? Ooh, 
Scott. He's not answering, though. What? He's not answering. Oh, uh, 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 CM Punk, CM Punk. CM Punk, 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 CM Punk. Yes, yes, me right here. Thank you. Uh, long time, I'm the same person from before. Uh, I just want to ask you another quick question about if you were not in the UFC and you were not in TNA, would you be in WWE? Ooh, nice. Thank you. Nice. He's not He's just not shaking his head. Uh, Punk! Uh, Punk! 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 What does your wife taste like? Scott! What? I'm what sorry. Do I just really want to know. All right, now he's standing up. Uh, CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! After such a historic title run that AJ did, in fact, actually have, I think is what Scott is talking about, is the taste of success. Right? Right? The taste of success. Right? The taste of success. I'm pinching you. Ow! The taste of success that your wife had with the title and how much it mirrored your own title reign of holding the championship uh, for so long that, that the taste of success uh, tastes like success. What? What? CM Punk, what does your wife taste like? CM Punk, CM sorry. Punk. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm CM sorry. Punk, uh, CM Punk, uh, a follow-up. Uh, uh, CM Punk, uh, 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 would you ever get a wiener sword on your chest like Brock Lesnar? He's nodding. Oh, it's a yes. Oh, security's here. Right, we'll show ourselves after. You know, listening to it, Scott, I wanted to actually do a little intro for that part of the show, and I'd call it Curtain Jerks, Misfires, Misfires, Misfires. I think we did pretty well. I mean, there was a lot of people at that press conference. You could hear how many people were at that press conference. Yeah. We had to ask some pretty hard-hitting questions. Yeah, we did. And, you know, sometimes people might refer to that as gotcha journalism. Because yeah. we didn't clear our questions beforehand, and, uh, you know, afterwards, when security threw us out, we just turned around and went, gotcha. Yeah, and like, it, that made me feel a little bit better. Also, I don't want to police you at all, Scott, yeah. but I think it's probably way out of line to ask anyone how anybody tastes. <sighs> but if she tastes good, what's the problem? Well, I don't know, because the, that was the only question we asked about her. Uh, well, that's your fault then, because I asked it twice. <laughs> that's true. You asked the one, uh, yeah, all right, fair enough. I guess I didn't do enough to not sexualize her. Yeah, well, hey, she probably smells great and probably tastes great and probably wonderful to talk to. That stuff I already know. Uh, so I want to know how she tastes. Well, so, I, hey, look, <laughs> it's not my job to police you. That is something that I will ask in my 15-second promo. How do you taste? <laughs> do you know what? Then that involves the bread. That's good. And blame the movie True Romance. How so? Because when uh, uh, Dennis Hopper says, uh, no, it's, it's uh, God damn it, it's a uh, pump up the volume, says uh, about his, his new wife, uh, Patricia Arquette, she tastes like a peach. And then Dennis Hopper kisses her, and then she leaves and goes, God damn. He's right. Tastes like a peach. Oh, I assumed this was all about cunnilingus this whole time. No. No. The implication was clear, Scott, no. that that's what it was meant. No, not always. The first question, yes. The second question, no. Yeah, you were recovering by the second one. No, I um, You know, a uh, friend of the show, Mr. Wrestling Memes, Tom Anstey himself, uh, if you want to check out the greatest wrestling memes there are, there's only one place to go. It's... On Twitter at wrestling underscore memes and on Facebook, facebook.com slash wrestling memes. All of the wrestling memes are the equivalent of uh, who did I used to say? 
Uh, oh, yeah, Mike Adamley. They're Mike Adamley. We've all heard Mike Adamley on the show before. I always forget who he is. Exactly. If See, only he'd been on Uncensored 99, WCW's greatest pay-per-view. You got to get your wrestling memes from there. Your one-stop shop for wrestling memes. They're great each and every week. He's got the best ones out there on the internet. He talked with Jimmy Havoc, Progress Wrestling's champion. This is this is a tough dude. Steve, I know you haven't seen much Progress Wrestling yet. Um, I've showed you some clips here and there. But this, you know, you, you, you look at Jimmy Havoc, you go like, all right, what's the big deal? Second he opens up his mouth, you get terrified. Hey, this look, guy, I've, no, I believe I had an interview segment with him. It was a dinner view when he was, I did my loner episode. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you consider that, like, working with him? No, I didn't work with him. I just know what he sounds like. I see. I got you. Um, so, like I said at the top of the show, him and Tom are friends, and this was a discussion about the show, Download 2015, that's hit the UK. Um, and, uh, well, he talked about Download and the, and the Download Dog, and, well, just listen to these two friends, a champion of wrestling and a champion of the Internet, having a little discussion. So, uh, Jim Jim, um, you aren't the most happy person in the world right now. When am I ever? In particular, well, it's, it was some very good news for Progress Wrestling, and you are still its champion for how many days now? For over 400 or something? Yep, almost yeah. 500. Almost 500 now. Um, and uh, Progress have been invited to Download Festival, which What's is point? bloody awesome. What's the point? Um, the point was, you weren't invited. Don't give a fuck. Uh, and your result, the resulting saying you weren't invited. Get your point. What do you want? The result was you attacked Download Dog. Um, is 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 this your way? <laughs> you're, smiling, you're, you're smiling. You're smiling at me. I'm not. It's scaring me. Um, you attacked Download Dog. Uh, did you feel this was the right thing to do? Did you see what I do to people? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I care? Or what is the right thing? Stop! It's not a dog. It's got a fucking dog costume. It was. He was. He was a civilian. I don't care. You never attack civilians, at least. That was always what, your What's your point? What, what do you want me to say? Well, uh, are you going to download? Yes. And you are going... What is your plan for download? If you're not invited to download, but you're going to download, what are you but going I'm to do? There's no way I'm not invited. They can say what the fuck they want. But without me, there is no progress. Without me, there is no progress show at download. Okay? So I'm right. going to be there. Right. I am the champion. Yeah. And I do not give a fuck what matches they give me, because I'm not giving a fuck for the last two years, have I? No. They try to scream me over every fucking way they can. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to fuck the place up. Simple as that. And uh, how are you? Right, so if you're not invited, how I'm, are you? I'm, how, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah, yeah. in. There's yeah. no fucking questions. Stop asking stupid fucking questions. If you've got something sensible to ask, I'll fucking answer it. But unless you give me something sensible to answer, why don't you just fuck off? All right. So, do you think I will tell you how I'm going to get in? All right, do, you so, do you think I would tell you that? No, you would not. Well, then why fucking ask a stupid question? All right, so, download festival. Download yes. festival. Download festival. Let's say you're in, you've got an in. What are you going to do? If you're... I'm not going to tell you that either, am I? Oh, but you, can't, you can tell me something. No! All right, get... No, stop asking stupid fucking questions. Right. I'm sick of this. Okay. You don't know what you're doing with your job. All right? Somehow you've got a press pass for this thing. That's the only reason you're speaking to me. Yeah. So when you get there, and you come and watch the shows, then you'll find out what I'm going to do. But the only way you're going to find out what I'm going to do is if you come to fucking shows. Alright? Unless you've got another sensible question to ask me, this is over. Jimmy Hubbard, thank you for your time. You're welcome.
so that is Progress Wrestling's Jimmy Havoc, the champion. And Progress Wrestling comes to download 2015. It takes place the 12th through the 14th of June 2015. See UK? See how I did that? I did it how you guys do it. I threw the date in there first before the month. Huh? Did you like that? That's, oh, wait. So it's in. do that. Wait, now I don't know what month or date it's in. 12th through the 14th, June 2015. Europe's biggest rock and metal festival is about to be vertical suplex into a new era of uh, on-site festival entertainment as Download Festival provides the entrance music for the most explosive, outrageous, independent wrestlers in the country, Progress Wrestling, to make their Donington debut. It's going to be crazy. They're going to be uh, headliners including Slipknot, Muse, Kiss, um, and all types of other entertainment. It's going to be crazy. Wrestling and rock music, that's the best. So if you're in the UK, get out there. Go check out the show. And Jimmy Havoc is not going to be having a good time. And Tom uh, probably going to be trying to report on all those there if Jimmy doesn't kill him first. I, uh, we're praying for you, Tom. Uh, uh, oh, I, great. Now you're getting preachy. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not getting preachy. preachy. I'm not getting preachy. Come on, I'm not getting preachy. Uh, but a great thing that's really good to do is to pray every day. Um, I went to a punk rock wrestling show once at really? the Phoenix in Petaluma, which is a popular venue, and my friend played in his band, and then after a couple songs... Was this Johnny Kruger? Some... No, it was not Johnny Kruger. No. Uh, Johnny Kruger from the band 100 Visions, super kick-ass guitarist. That that band's dead. Is it? Yeah. What's the band now? Uh, I can tell you in just a minute, but uh, keep going with your story. That's all I had. That's it? That's it. That was the whole story? Uh, Johnny Kruger, yeah... Uh, a friend of yours, I'd say fairly, uh, an acquaintance of mine. I don't know Johnny that well. Well, just Google Johnny Kruger. Amazing, I was too apprehensive to call out his Bill Hicks tattoo on his on his forearm when I that party that like was our first hangout. What party? Oh God, that girl's a dreamboat. Um, okay, so we had met through Dave Rosowski's improv drop-in. All right. And there was that girl, really thin, young model girl, and had a party at her house one time. I don't. Was I there? Yeah, you were there. You were there with Johnny and a former girlfriend of yours, uh, and you guys were all sitting there together already. And I came in and joined you guys, like over in like a shitty part of L.A., um, like Darla. Was it Darla's party? No. Where was I not supposed to call out names? No, no, no. If you could remember her name, I, I, I. It'd be great to remember. But I remember was... going to a place in the valley with you once for a party, and I remember drinking a lot. But I met you there because we didn't really know each other yet. Like I, that's how I met your. That's how I met Johnny and your ex at the time. It was just like that was the occasion. Because otherwise, what we happened just knew at the party? Other. Was there food? Yeah, but you you guys were just hanging out and chilling. And she was she was going away. She was going to New York, and she was inviting her improv friends that she knew, um, and then like other model people. oh joanna yes yeah oh my goodness she was super cool uh, she wasn't going to new york i think she was going to um for some reason i thought she was going to wherever ghost protocol takes place <laughs> really yeah uh oh my god she's she's simon Pegg. no she was going to dubai or something weird it really? wasn't just new york she was going was to dubai york. Yeah. Oh God, she is dreamy. She was super. I think cool. she kind of had a thing for me, but I, I was just too. I didn't understand anything. She was. Then. She was a super charismatic person who, whenever you like, Scott and I were talking about this. Charismatic people aren't people that are just really cool to be around. They're really cool to be around because they make you feel awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, look, look at us being cool together. Yeah, that's what really feels nice. And she awesome made about. me feel good looking. Yeah, Th- that's hard. 
That is a difficult task ahead of you. Do you hear that, ladies? Untag me a date. Do you hear that? It's a difficult thing. Uh, Explicit Power is his new band. Ooh, awesome! Check it out. Is it on SoundCloud? Well, uh, I don't think yet. Plug it, plug it, plug the Kickstarter. It already had. They already got funded. What? Fuck yeah! I I contributed. Wow, I feel like a real shit for not knowing that the other band was done and the new band had started. Uh, He told me about the old band at your at your wedding. Oh wow! While I was dying that day. I talked to him for maybe 15 minutes. I feel bad. I talked to him for maybe two, and I felt worse because I'm like, hey, man, how's uh, how's 100 Visions? He's like, oh, yeah, that's gone. It's like bringing up an ex. It's like, ah. Ah, well, I just did that. Well, I liked it, but fuck them. Oh, they're terrible. Like, I'll follow anything that that guy does. That guy rocks. Like, I, I've always wanted to do, like, have some of his music in on the show, but I always feel it's like I, I have to ask you to ask him. Who I just feel like he's always busy and doing stuff. He wrote he a song rocks. for our, one of our Bro Squad videos in like 30 minutes. And it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Kruger's the best. He rocks. He's so good. Um, Steve, something though uh, in my one of my classic segues doesn't quite rock. Something in the world of wrestling is... Uh, it's not great news. It's not tragic news, but it's something that a lot of fans are not really thrilled about. Scott, are you okay? I'm not. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm just. It's kind of a downer, you know. Do you know about the great Kali? I've heard of him. Well, in a recent interview, he said he's going to be returning to the WWE. Oh wow! So, I mean, not a lot of people are excited about that because it's like, I mean, how many great Kali classic matches can you name? You know. Well, there's the. Punjabi prison match that I never saw. Right. I always uh, feel bad saying that. Is that I don't know what a Punjabi is, and I feel weird saying it. Why? I don't know. It's like the equivalent. Maybe it's the equivalent of saying Vato, where I'm like, am I saying asshole and not knowing it? You just said asshole. Did I? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Vato, 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 Vato. <laughs> uh, there are two Punjabi prison matches, one of which he's not in, which I believe was the first one. Really? Yes, because... They built up, built up, built up, and then, oh, this shit, this guy can't deliver. Let's take him out of it. And I think one of them is either Undertaker and Batista, or it's Undertaker and Big Show, and the other one is Batista Big Show. Wow. Or it's like, and Kali's in there. I can't And that takes place in a boiler room inside of a, like. No, 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 no. It's all this bamboo prison cell. Like, there's the ring, and then there's. I believe three layers of bamboo sort of hell in the cell. But you get thrown through it? No, you gotta... It's so fucking convoluted. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, Great Kali's here. You know, who better to explain the Punjabi prison match than the guy who's in the match itself, (laughs) the Great Kali? (laughs) All right, I guess I'll ask it. Uh, Great Kali, thank you. Yeah, Scott and uh, great colleague, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm <laughs> Oh, excellent. Uh, well, this will be this will be interesting. Um, uh, well, great colleague, thank you so much for joining us. I'm very well. I appreciate it. Thank you for thanks for being here. Uh, we were just uh, one. We're excited about your possible return to WWE. No, no, you're not. You're not returning. 
Ooh. Oh, your your second return to WWE. Oh, you did one. Oh, three. I will. <laughs> yeah, you get the pinfall, Greg Collie. Oh, I'm glad we can play these little comedy bits. Um, so, uh, just a quick question. Uh, I'm not sure how a Punjabi prison match works. Could you explain it to me? Punjabi prison match. Okay. The Punjabi prison get lower than they think. Okay, yep. They, and they, then on the ring, they lock up and then we walk in better. They you have to escape from the outside. And then. So they lower the cage around the ring, yeah. and it is a bamboo cage, correct? Yeah. And there's several. Uh, uh, cages within the cage, correct? Yep. So there's different compartments. Yep. And then the two men walk down the ring, and then they walk into the ring, and then they fight, they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight. And then you got to have a little hole. So you have to go through a hole in the floor. You have to go through a hole in the floor. You go through a hole through the floor. You have to go through the door. You have to climb and you have to climb. And then you got to climb again. And all the time. Look at me. Look at So you have to climb and go outside and then everybody looks at you. They all look at you. They come back at you. So they come back and fuck out you. Yes. And then you climb on and then you win. And, you, and then you climb to the top of the Punjabi uh, prison match and you win. You climb over the side and you fall to the floor. Not the floor. I don't know the floor. What? I don't know the floor. I don't know the cabbage. So you don't fall to the floor, you have to climb over the cabbage. I have to climb over the floor and then the floor will come and then I'm making a baby. <laughs> you have to climb to the floor and then it makes them come and then you make the babies. <laughs> <laughs> and then you order some peanuts for the guy. Okay. Five dollars, right? Those peanuts are five dollars. If I understand it correctly. WWE Great Kali is coming back. <laughs> In Aloha. What up? What a game. All the time, Greg Collie come to you the longest yard, Adam Sandler. <laughs> so Greg Collie's going to come back and he's going to be the longest yard with Adam Sandler. And a Bill Goldberg. And with Bill Goldberg. Bird and a friend. He's a, Bill Goldberg's a friend of yours. And Bird and a friend. Are you friends with Kevin Nash? No. You're... No. Hold <laughs> on, Greg Collie, I'm sorry. No. Greg Collie, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, Greg Collie. Ah. Kevin Nash and he gave me those vicious chops. Oh, he is not friends with Kevin Nash. Why is it, why? It's a height thing. Oh, it's... oh yeah, only tall people like only the tallest person is like happy about it. Anybody who tries to be taller than them, they hate them. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about tall people. And he was one of the prison guards in Longest Yard. So. Oh yeah, he can't get that's that is character work, mm-hmm. Scott. That he is character him. work. He believed him. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, after that hardcore beating that you just took, 
Who better? Oh, did I not sell that well? No, you were I, you were down. I don't know. I bounced back. I think quick. we edited out seven minutes of you just crying. Well, but in pain. Yeah, <laughs> not a pleasure. <laughs> You're not like a loaf oh, of bread. This is so good. <laughs> I'm a loaf of bread. <laughs> Cut a hole in me. Um, who better now to talk to than the hardcore? Who better icon? than Canyon? Who better? Well, well, Terry Funk actually. Well, draws. Who but draws it? Uh, Terry Funk. We had the pleasure of talking to him at WrestleCon. Uh, uh, just the sweetest, sweetest man, uh, who is just a total badass and, you know, in the wrestling persona and we talked to him about all sorts of great stuff. So now enjoy the interview with the icon, the legend of ECW, WWE, WCW. He's been there, done it all over the top. That's right. Terry Funk. You know, one of the things that when I was thinking yesterday, I go, I, I remember this moment. One of my best friends in the world talks about it all the time, that there was a match on Thunder that you had where it went out in a bunk hall <laughs> sprawl, and then you ended up getting kicked by a mule. Do you remember that? Where it was... No, how could I possibly remember it whenever a goddamn mule kicked me? <laughs> I, I didn't know if later that night that mule left with his life or not, or if he went back there and just took it out, or what happened. Well, later on, it wasn't too good on the mule, <laughs> especially when it, we got him tied up. <laughs> but that is what my friend, when he first introduced me to... I to I like tying a guy up in the ropes, you know, he can't, he can't defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> just like the mule, we tied the mule up, you know, the, and, yeah. and I just beat on him. <laughs> That's, that's my friend, as he showed me your stuff for the first time, he goes, this man got kicked by a mule and still wrestled. And I go, that's the toughest guy I've ever seen in my life. Well, thank you very much. I don't know if it, it was the toughest guy, but it wasn't the smartest guy, was it? Hey, but that's... Uh, that, that, that's a true statement there, you know. Sometimes uh, smartness uh, overrides toughness. It really does, you know, and you have to learn that through through experience over a period of years. You know, I've wrestled a lot of times in my life and my career where I was injured and thought, well, I'm going to be the tough guy, but I wasn't the smart guy. I think with that, though, um, the the positive side that came out of that is for fans seeing seeing that bravery and seeing that courage and seeing what you were still capable of doing, even though in the long run, yes, it hurt and it was bad, but seeing that strength and that strength comes through and for other fans to see that. And, and that, that is, it's great. It's great for, for other people to, if they want to take it as a lesson, but the real lesson should be that, hey, there's certain times that you need to get out of there and not continue on. And that, that is really true, you know, and I'm not talking about getting out of life. I want to live life forever, you know. I want to live to be 120 or 130. And, uh, you know, I also want my life, wife to live to be three days older than I am, you know, believe that or not. But that's the truth is I'd love for her to live longer than I do. That's the only way I want to be around here. But it, it, the, the business is... Uh, it's tough, and uh, you 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 don't want you get enough injuries rather than creating more for yourself than what you truly need. You know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and another thing that we had briefly chatted about yesterday was every time you're in a movie, every time you're in a TV show, it's it's just a big smile on our faces. You know, Roadhouse, Over the Top, Quantum Leap, uh, just seeing them all. And it's always it's that it's that more credibility because we're actors too, and we. You know, we see those guys and we go, a lot of those guys are phonies, but the second that you show up as another bad henchman, it's like, uh, the hero is in trouble. That hero <laughs> is going to get his ass whooped. Well, that's good. That's what we want, isn't it? There. And, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great thing for me. It really has, you know, as, uh, speaking about the industry itself. You know, not just my my wonderful roles, you know, uh, Academy of Roles. You know, I, I wish I would have made an Academy of Roles. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a wonderful business that I did for many years. A lot of people don't realize that I did that for over 15 years. And, uh, and, those, and now I am a... Sci I am a sci considered a SAG artiste, and I am retired, and they send me a check every month, which I'm very happy about, and uh, very smart for me because there wasn't any medical at all in the world of professional wrestling at, at that time, in the time that I've been in it. And uh, I got all of my, uh, I got my family's, uh, hospitalization and all of that, you know, and uh, myself, and it was a smart and wise thing to do, you know, and uh, a lot of the guys uh, wound up short because they they didn't have any kind of insurance, but I did. Well, see, you were smarter than you thought. Maybe you are smarter than you are tough. I definitely would uh, someday want to be or come back to this world again as as a brain surgeon. Terry, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You know what I did last night? What did you do? I watched Over the Top. Yeah? How was it? Oh, my God. That movie's way better than I remember it. Yeah, dude. It's super rad. And I was kind of, it was in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, we're going to do the Terry Funk one soon, so I kind of want to watch one of his movies. And, yeah, he is just a big thug in that movie, in a suit. Yeah, he's menacing. Oh, and it, he gets a couple of lines, and he's like, Mr. Cutter wants to see you in his office. And, like, Sly blows him off, and then, like, Mr. Cutter wants to see you in his office. Shove. And he's standing in front of this gigantic glass door and it's like oh this is gonna be so rad and then Stallone just kind of takes it and then just throws him through it and Funk just goes crashing through the thing it's like oh that's so badass because it's Terry Funk yeah oh, it's so cool like it, it was it was so awesome talking to Terry Funk and uh, the Steve I mentioned or my friend that I mentioned Steve Anoni who's an avid listener of this podcast and hope someday I hope to have him in here uh, talking about it but he always talked about that match with that donkey it's from a thunder, uh, and he would just always show that to me and go like, and he laughs. He thinks that the moment's amazing and that he's totally, totally, uh, totally crazy and insane for taking that kick and then just still wrestling. Did you ever see that yet? Have no. I shown that to you? All right, I'll, we'll post it on the Facebook. Uh, but yeah, Terry Funk, 
is awesome and a kind dude and that was just such a treat to talk to him at WrestleCon. he was really cool i appreciate a lot of the stuff he had to say and yeah go check out some of terry funk's movies go check out roadhouse go check out over the top he's getting a check give the man a check Send him more checks. Yeah, rent it on Netflix. Get the disc. Go to Best Buy and buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's good for the collection, man. Got to have that stuff. And over the top, it really is way better than I thought. I just remember the kid being whiny and I hated him when when I was a kid. I'm okay with him. Yeah. I'm okay with him now. And then when that arm wrestling competition starts and it turns into, like, I don't know, a Japanese animation film, it's yeah. like, what is this? This is super intense. The weirdest thing about it is they do all the talking head segments for, you know, like they a docu- never show. Yeah, they do like a documentary. Yeah, but they never show show. the footage of it. They always just show in movie that someone's talking to them, but they don't show any of that. So it looks weird like the movie breaks at some points because back then they weren't. That wasn't a prevalent thing. It was really cool. So everybody, you get to know all these other arm wrestling characters all throughout the movie. And um, when Sly does his talking heads... They're terrible when he's hawks. Well, but he's it's like, well, uh, you know, uh, but ooh, it's uh, uh, it's supposed to be that he's not a he's not like the celebrity. He's not the other competitors. He's just a guy, right? But they still come across as really terrible. Yeah, like they're just not his his his, his uh, words aren't put together well. Um, he's just confused, and it, they're so weird. When everybody's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go in there and tear him up like cabbage. You know. Yeah, I, li- I like that. I like that his character is sort of like, he's not made to be on TV. He's there to kick ass and break arms. Oh, and I... Just kidding. He's not a bad guy. He doesn't break arms. He just bends them. I think every time that they're doing arm wrestling matches, it's going to end up like the fly. Oh, yeah. just you're going to see bone just pop out of the arm. That's not a pop. That's a rupture, my friend. That yeah, is yeah. a clean break. Well, it pops right out of the skin, though. Dirty break. Dirty break. Oh, but that movie's cool. If you've never seen Over the Top... Enjoy all the 80s goodness that is that movie. It's Robert Loggia. Loggia, mm-hmm. Loggia. Yeah, Terry Funk came out with Robert Loggia the whole time. It's awesome. That's rad stuff. So, yeah, uh, that was awesome. We've got more coming up in the future. But now it is time for Jerk Tweets. Follow us at Curtain Jerks on Twitter and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. Questions about the show. Questions about wrestling. Questions about uh, whatever. I mean, about anything. Retweets of steampunk art you found on DeviantArt. Yeah, I, you might have to tag uh, Steve Sears in it just so he sees it. I don't know. No, no, no. Do you check Specifically our Twitter Specifically for Scott. Oh. Every once in a while. All right. Well, I don't want you to miss these things, buddy. Thanks. Uh, SC Hawkins 87 says, Which part of Cena Rusev contest is Russian? The match? The chain? The wrestlers? Chain? What? Explain to me what's going on. Is okay. this a new bit? It's a new thing. Is it a continuing part of the program? Uh, Extreme Rules uh, has a Russian chain match for the United States Championship between the champion John Cena and the competitor challenger... May I have just a moment? May I just a moment? Could I hypothesize that is it in fact... Are they chained in fact to one another? That has not been clarified as being the case. In fact, it has been uh, emphasized in uh, visual connotation that that perhaps will not be the circumstance. Oh, so the, the circumstances could be circumspect to be that the fact there's a chain in the match is some sort of weapon. If not careful, it could be a circumcision via chain. That, my friend, would be extremely painful, and the goyim, which is the traditional rabbi who would be conducting such an 
operation would be some sort of maniac from a post-apocalyptic future. Perhaps it could be portrayed by Lana, the <laughs> circumciser of John Cena. The eater of worlds. Yes, she's, she's now the eater of worlds. She's consumed Bray Wyatt via the butthole and is now the eater of worlds. Can I hypothesize another? Well, absolutely. Well, I would love to see Lana, actually, as Bray Wyatt's manager. I think that'd be a wonderful bit of programming. Oh, perhaps she could be the, uh, the, uh... The, uh, the, the Abigail May? No, what is it? No, I believe... Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail. Yes. No, I believe more of a lawyer kind of connotation instead of some sort of backwaters hoe. Oh, Abilana. Instead of just a lot of pajamas. Yes. Mm. Okay, so what about this is Russian, Steve? It's a Russian chain match. Well, it makes I, no sense. It's Russia, very confusing. Well, the Russian Industrial Revolution, the, content, the context of iron, you could have some sort of Russian iron. and sickles. Oh, that would be a hell of a match. Oh, that'd be awesome. I I would love to... Yeah, you can't really do it, but if you imagine someone uses a sickle and then a hammer to hammer it into someone's face... XPW oh. missed the boat on that one. Yeah, horror films really are my bread and butter! <laughs> oh, bread. <laughs> oh, bread. Uh, I don't know what's Russian about it. Obviously, just Rusev in character. Right, but it's not... And a... that guy speaks English without an accent. True. Does he? I think so. I don't know. I overheard him at that movie theater. Uh, the improv show. At the, it was at a movie theater that did improv. That mm-hmm. was, in fact, a movie theater. Yeah, but they ain't got no screen no more. So in no, they had they showed movies also. Yeah, but the screen wasn't down. Not there. Yeah. So yeah. this in San Jose, Scott and I went to watch Shane Hartline improvise. Name drop. Uh, improvise with <laughs> your eyes rolled up like the Undertaker. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> You just recreated it to figure out what you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just wanted to go after you because I knew you were going to say his name. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of The Undertaker, I'm on a mission to replace my T-shirts. I should have done it that day. I'm going to just send them to WWE and be like, Dear WWE, I had such a good time at WrestleMania. I bought the long shirts. <laughs> and I'm going to see what happens. Don't you need to keep one of the mediums for your lady? No, no, no. I'm getting both of them switched because she doesn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, she. what she said was... the only reason, me a date. Steve Sears is coming for you. She said the only reason she wanted one of the shirts is if I would wear it. Like, if it's the shirt oh. you like, I'll wear it. Why would, I just, why, shirt? why would I just wear a shirt? Or was it also like, I don't want to wear the same shirt as you. I wanted to wear... Another shirt with you. No, she just wanted, like, the reason I would wear that shirt is because it's yours. It's not because it has The Undertaker (laughs) on it. So I'm getting her the Brock Lesnar one. Noise. Noise. Um, all right. So. Why would we, what? No, no, no. I was trying to retrace our steps. So we went from that. Oh, it's, it's, it's Rusev. He's the Russian part of it. Right, but it's still weird that it's, it's not just a chain match. It's a Russian chain match as though that means something. Uh, yeah, like a Russian does. breadline match would mean something because you stay in line long enough, you're going to fuck that Oh, bread. man, that's all those NXT guys who haven't made it on TV yet in, like, peasant <laughs> clothes from the like, Cossack. Or they're all Cossacks or something. Uh, Cossacks isn't right. Like, the uh, the Battle of the Czars, is that what it is? I don't know. What are you referencing? I My limited understanding of Russian history, honestly. <laughs> that's stupid. I know. Uh, I know nothing of Put it. Put your diploma away. <laughs> uh, I wrote it myself. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a whoopee cushion that's not, that's not blown up. No, my, my uh, Russian history is uh, 
is uh god what oh god what is that fucking movie called john travolta and the dude from uh i want to say he's from teen wolf where, jason bateman no 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 no. that's teen wolf too where oh god it's gonna bug me and i really want to look it up well and, just describe what the plot of the movie the is. plot of the movie is they they are like these two american guys get drugged and then they're put in russia and it's this Russia where they're supposed to treat it like it's America, and it's not America. Falcon and the Snowman? No, it's a it's a comedy, for lack of a better term. Uh, is that just because you thought it was funny? No, it's not funny. That's the problem. Uh, uh, ask our listeners, and they can tweet us about it. Let's go to the next question. Oh, uh, that is the question. So what oh, do you which think? <laughs> John Travolta movie is Scott talking about? Yeah, which one is it, guys? <laughs> um, he was so creepy at the Oscars. And I was thinking... Rusev? No, no, no. John Travolta. Did you see it? No. He like he was like a Bond villain. He uh, so the year before last, he messed up Adina Menzel's name because of Frozen, and because uh, uh, he was Frozen. No, he just messed up her name. He called her Pajanka Bagongers or something. <laughs> and then this year, I hope he did. This year, the she came out and introduced John Travolta the wrong name, and it was very funny. But John Travolta came out, and it looked like he was playing it like way too polite and way too nice and playful. And it seemed like he was actually really offended that she messed up his name, even though. Oh, that like was he the didn't gag. even know that that occurred before. Oh no, he knew that he messed up her name, but he tweeted about it. God, Twitter is really the apologist of our age. The experts. Wow. Well, when Travis and Wendell are kidnapped while on their way to opening a nightclub in rural Nebraska, the KGB spy Cameron Smith takes them to the USSR instead, with the intention of teaching KGB agents to be hip like Americans. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. is it, 87? What year? Uh, ooh, 89. Yeah. Okay, sounds probably, about right. Probably made in 87. Yeah, no, but it's that big chunk of like, hey, uh, you know what we should do? Let's make a bunch of movies about Russia. Not that there are enemies, but just there's a lot of comedy to be mined there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like uh, Moscow on the Hudson. Yeah. The Experts, White Knights, Barishnikov and Gregor Hines. <laughs> <laughs> the Package. The Russians Red, are coming. The Russians are coming. My, like Russian house, like all that stuff. Red Dawn. Oh God, hilarious! <laughs> so hilarious. I love Red Dawn. <laughs> I that original Red Dawn. Oh my God. Steve got serious <laughs> real quick. <gasps> <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker eyes. <laughs> I don't know what makes this Russian. I I I will I will hope that the that the chain is just Russian colors, which are also American colors. I don't know. I don't get it. It's confusing to me. Uh, those are white, blue, and red, <laughs> oh. and we're red, white, and blue. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry. U S S R. Oh, the stuttering Russian fan. U S. <laughs> SR. <laughs> and when he's saying SR, everybody else in the crowd is saying A. It's so sad. <laughs> so sad. Um, Let them die. Steve, uh, taxes. Fuck you know. taxes. Well, I did them. I didn't. Uh, really? I got boned. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you go to that? You didn't go to that hole in the wall at that place? You know, I did, and there were just a bunch of raccoons, and they're crunching numbers. <laughs> I didn't know how their uh, their number system well, worked. Just because they're working the machinery doesn't mean they know how to work the machinery. No, and uh, they, they they kept gesturing me to take a number, but it was uh, it was in an acorn, and I didn't know how to get it out of there. My I, hands are feeble. I I hate pistachios. I can't get in here. Um, I was crunching our numbers because I was I was getting our our stuff ready for taxi, and you know we got a lot of expenses on the show. You know, oh yeah, advertising and such, and we're. We're paying correspondence. You know, we got we got all these budgets and what we're doing and everything. 
Jeff Hardy's sucking up so much money right now. What? I, I, has he been? He's been sending in his receipts though. Everything's accounted for, right? Yeah, he's sending in a bunch of receipts. But when's the last time we got a story from Jeff Hardy? I've not received any stories from Jeff Hardy at all. I've not gotten anything. He's not done any reports. He's not done uh, any stories about TNA. He's not done any stories about anything. Well, I mean, well, you mean these receipts? All of these receipts? Yeah, those. Well, I look. Well, all we have to do is follow the paper trail, and we can find out where he's been up to. Well, I want if I am paying for his service of having a correspondent on this show, like bringing us inside wrestling information. You know, uh, what's the point? What's the point of paying him when we could do it ourselves? Look at what we just did with WrestleCon. Look what we just did with uh with WrestleMania. Scott, Access. I understand now. Once you got a taste of that being out in that field, you now you want to follow it full full bore. But yeah. look, Team Extreme. Uh, divided by two is uh, Jeff Hardy. And so he's out there. He's getting scoops for us also. Just because we haven't gotten a good scoop from Jeff Hardy lately, remember the last time we got a scoop from Jeff Hardy, it was very good. What was it? I believe it was him hanging out at the fish tank at Muscle Beach. Uh, well, that I'm sorry, Hogan's Beach. God yeah. damn it. Every single episode, I call it Muscle Beach. <laughs> Look, I, But that's only because Hogan, to me, is synonymous with muscles. I'll let you get us back on track now. I've been Starting calling now. his beeper... And hoping that he responds, and just nothing so far. I'm. I don't know if he's gonna call. I don't know if he's gonna come in here. I just expect something from our paid employee, Jeff Hardy. I want something. Ooh, hey man, sorry. But, oh. oh shit. Oh goddamn. I think I turned on a fire extinguisher. Hold on. You did. You you. Oh my god, you did. Oh Jesus. Get that out of here. What, what am I doing? Jeff Hardy, get that out of the room. It's. It's, it's releasing. You think it's gonna blow up? Yes, I do. Put it in the back. Oh my god! Ah! No, no, no! Can you hear that? <laughs> Jesus! What? No, that's gonna fill in here. That stuff spreads around like crazy. It's not toxic, is it? Uh, look, just so you understand, I believe the I door. knocked a fire extinguisher off the shelf, and I'm now using a fire extinguisher. This is worse than when Wildcat Chris Harris is in here. There's right. CO2 everywhere right now. now look, I it have is... a quick idea. I want to show you something, all right? I want you to tell me what happens, okay? Okay, you're moving the Japanese screen. Uh, Jeff Hardy's walking down the room. He came in here, knocked stuff over, knocked down the fire extinguisher. It went off right away. He's he's now outside, and he's... Oh, Jesus Christ. Jeff Hardy is out on the ledge. We're in, the, of course, the penthouse of Curtain Jerks Comedy Podcast Network headquarters. He's out on the ledge right now. He walked. He walked hey, out the door. Left. I know. I'm. Oh my god! It's so gross. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he went out on the ledge, and <laughs> oh my god! There's a motorcycle on the balcony that's covered in CO2. He climbed across the windowsill, and he's out. Got a little bit of a motorcycle. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> he's acknowledged that he's hit the motorcycle. He's spraying CO2. Fire extinguisher all over the windows. He's he's doing swan taunts from spot to spot, and now he's just spraying the entire remnants of the fire extinguisher. Now we have no, you have no fire protection. There's CO2 everywhere. It smells awful. I'm starting to <coughs> cough and gag on this for real. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I gotta go. <laughs> what the fuck? You can't go. You just cost us a fire extinguisher. Oh my god, Scott, I think we should stop recording for a moment so I can clear out the studio. Uh, oh my god, this is... The motorcycle on the patio. I'll go clean that up. Alright, we're gonna break. Well, you tried to clean up. 
You try to clean up. We we took a break for a little bit. Uh, there's there's CO two everywhere. It's on my phone. It's on my computer. It's on me. Uh, it's like we've been dusted for fingerprints. Yeah, I hope uh, we're found guilty of comedy. <sighs> you know, I am considering fire. I hate to say it. I am considering firing Jeff Hardy. Hey, look. Uh, we're in the hole. We're in the hole. Hey, look. Now we're down a fire extinguisher. Things are going to turn around for us, and I think some of our most valuable parts of this show is the fact that we can cast a far-reaching uh, web. No, what? Net. Sorry, I was trying to think of, like, three things ahead of what I was trying to say. And I guess what I really mean to say is Jeff Hardy's kind of like a rolling stone. He's like one of those rock star kind of article journalists, kind of like Hunter S. Thompson. We got to keep him on there. Yeah, but if that rolling stone is on fire, we're screwed and this whole building's going to burn to the ground. Guess what gathers no moss when it's on fire? A stone. I don't know. We're, I understand your concern, Scott. We can discuss it again, and then maybe at some point we can go through these receipts on a later episode once we've prepared for it and really have an idea of what's on them. Yeah, but if the fire marshal stops by, we're we're just in trouble. We're in trouble. All right. I hear Sam. you. I hear you. Uh, well, we've come to an end. Uh, uh, well, we can't stop on a low note. we got to end on a high note, buddy. All right. Go ahead. All right. Look. It's been a hell of a show, Scott, and I've had a really great time. The last two episodes were back-to-back, but we recorded them really close to each other. I actually haven't seen you in 10 days until today. I had a blast today. I had a really good time. Me too. Those 10 days were a little rough. Yeah, Scott had a terrible time. I had an amazing time. Boatloads of death, everybody. Boatloads of death. And a bunch of other emotionally draining stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really, really painful. It's been an emotional roller coaster into your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine specifically or the listeners? <laughs> no, yours specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... But I imagine you were just like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, some good things that came out of it, though. Uh, I had the pleasure of being on the People's TLC Wrestling Podcast. It was an interview by Benjamin Arier, uh, an avid listener of the podcast, uh, starting his own podcast. Go check it out, and uh, we talk, so if you want to hear some origins of how this show came about and just other things about me... I'd uh, like to hear that. Well, it's available. It's available on SoundCloud.com um, and uh, other places as well, too. It perhaps might be on iTunes, but I know for sure it's on there. So check our Facebook and Twitter for links. And uh, uh, also, every week, I swear this show is getting better and better and better. A 16 Bits Podcast with Josh Callahan and myself. We talk video games. Uh, craziness happens each and every week. Last week, Kotal Khan from Mortal Kombat X was on there. Who? Kotal Khan. Who is Kotal Khan? Well, you'd have to listen to find out, Steve. All right. Uh, this week, a uh, regional manager uh, for GameStop popped on by. Paul Reiser? Uh, no. That, dude, that's, that's the head of Sony, right? Uh, no, that's the VP of marketing for uh, Sega. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, Rip Van... Uh, God, what was it? Rip Van uh, Dickerschlausen or something like that? I don't know. The guy, he... He scared me. He put the fear of God in me. Batman's been on the episode. Like, it, it's... All kinds of stuff happens on that show, and it gets better each and every week. Available on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Jump in on that. Thanks to Wrestling Memes, Tom Anstey, uh, Jimmy Havoc, Terry Funk, and apologies to CM Punk and AJ Lee. So, thanks for listening, everybody. For Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy wrestling, kids! just listen to another episode of curtain jerks oh this is the time where you get all 10 of your fingers they've been 
uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I- I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things, these things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands, uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, so. uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash CurtainJerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to be dated. (laughs) No way. No way. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if there is still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. No, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please, <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.